you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. i am just loving that it is spring beyond the crocuses i now have daffodils lilacs are blooming the trees are getting their leaves this is so exciting it's my first spring in connecticut My first spring living in the country, and it is glorious. Every night we have frogs singing us to sleep. Every morning I walk outside and the air smells so fresh. Oh gosh, it feels really good not to wear a coat and scarf. I hope you're feeling the same way. I hope you're enjoying the spring season wherever you are. I'm excited to say that I have lots of delicious questions in this mailbag and I cannot wait to dig in. But before I do, let me just thank you guys so much for all the support and encouragement from the last episode I revealed um, the big announcement on. You guys have sent me lots of supportive Um, information and thoughts, and I just really appreciate you and appreciate you listening every week. Uh, I also really appreciate when you send in your questions. So keep doing that. Go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. You know I love to answer your questions, and there's a little button there that just says submit a form with your question, and I will answer it for you on an upcoming episode. Now let me dig into the questions that have already come into the mailbag. Without further ado, let's start with Boo's question. She's writing from Houston, Texas. She writes, "Hi Betsy, I am in contract for a white house or for this house with white windows, excuse me. However, I am obsessing over another house that has black windows. Is it okay for me to paint these vinyl windows black?" I only want to paint the exterior black trim because I think it's going to significantly elevate my curb appeal. Well, Libu, thank you so much for sending pictures. They really help to illustrate not only the current state of your house, but also that aspirational look you're going for. So your current home is like an off-white stucco that has some kind of square, or not square, excuse me, rectilinear stone detailing in the front. It's overall cream, but it has like a black-brown sort of roof, a black-brown front door, as well as garage 
Mother's Door. And right now, as you mentioned, the windows are trimmed in a white vinyl. The picture you sent me is a very similar home stylistically. Truly, the only difference in terms of the, the touch points I just talked about is that these windows are indeed framed in black. Now, as you know, I focus mainly on the interior, not typically on the exterior, so I don't know all the ins and outs of painting things, but that's why Google is here. So I completely agree with you that the curb appeal of the second home is much more exciting, dynamic, just better, right? But painting vinyl windows, according to thefamilyhandyman.com, is a hot mess. And it's very hard to paint the vinyl. It typically peels. It's very hard to get it ad to adhere. You have to use not only a special paint, which Benjamin Moore does offer for painting vinyl, but you also have to use a very heavy-duty primer because not only are you painting vinyl, which is not recommended because it really is not meant to be a paintable surface, but you're painting exterior vinyl, which is going to be exposed to the elements, especially in Houston. You're going to get a lot of heat. Um, you're going to get some moisture. You're going to get some rain. And I'm just worried that the integrity of this paint is going to be compromised. The other thing that gives me pause is that whenever we're painting something a very dark color, whether it's an interior wall that you're going to make navy, whether it's an exterior window that you're going to paint black, you have to do so in an absolutely perfect manner. Any imperfection, any bobble, any shift as you're painting is going to be very conspicuous because the contrast is going to be so high, either front between the ceiling and this dark wall color or between this cream stucco and this dark vinyl color. So I'm just concerned that not only will it look shabby over time, it may look shabby the minute you do it if you're not super precise. These are my concerns. I am excited for you because I love the look, but I would be interviewing contractors or painters with, you know, this sort of keeping it real mentality of how precise are you? What would you be using to paint it? Is there a guarantee in any way that you could give me? Because it may turn out to be kind of an expensive endeavor, and uh, I would want you to not regret this decision. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. 
And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. All right. So that's my feedback on that. Let's get to my next question. My next question comes from New Boston, Michigan. This one's from Lisa. Lisa writes, I'm married into a builder grade home from 2002. The kitchen is open to a dining area and a family room. The kitchen cabinets are a dated cherry tone and do not go all the way to the ceiling. I want to paint and install crown molding throughout the house, and I want to have the cabinets painted. We are also replacing the countertop and installing a backsplash. I cook every day. I have a very hungry household full of active teenage boys and an active husband. I work from home. I spend a lot of time in here, so I don't want to go another year hating my kitchen. I do not have the budget to replace these cabinets, and they really are very sturdy and functional, so replacing them seems like a waste. Here's my question. What do I do with the cabinets and crowns specifically? Should I install a crown on the wall over the cabinets on top of the cabinets or on both the wall and the cabinet? How do I transition between the non-cabinet wall where the cabinets start? I've seen people put in like a box that extends the cabinet to the ceiling, which creates this weird dead space. I'd rather not do that as I have LED lighting on top of the cabinets that really brightens up what can be a dark kitchen, but I'm willing to do that if this is the best option. Please don't judge me too harshly for the clutter. Embarrassment at the current state has prevented me from asking questions before. Lisa, I hate to hear that. First of all, didn't you hear in the last episode, this is a judgment-free zone. It truly is. Second of all, you have like no clutter in your kitchen. Anybody who's watching on YouTube can see that this is a pretty pristine environment. So uh, I just feel bad that you've been feeling bad. Please, guys, don't hesitate to send in your pictures. I have seen it all. I have been in business for two decades. Come on now. All right. So, you know, Lisa, you and I have very similar situations in our kitchen. My cabinets do not go all the way to the top. Uh, I have crown molding throughout my space and um, I have some thoughts and feelings. So let's get into it. First thing is if you're going to have crown molding in the other areas of the room, and this is like an open concept that opens into those areas that also have crown, you need to continue it in here. So that's an easy answer. You've told me that this is an open concept space. You've told me you are installing crown in the other areas. You must install crown here too, or it's going to look really silly that you stopped. Also, I don't tend to prefer boxing in the top of the cabinets. In other words, creating sort of this false soffit um, that's kind of got empty space behind it and it's just sheet rocking all the way up so that there's not an awkward space between the top of the cabinet and the ceiling. I just think that that looks a little bit awkward too. So you don't want to do that, and I don't think you should do that, so we're not going to box in these cabinets. Now, on the top of my cabinets in my very transitional slash traditional kitchen, I do have an additional molding. It's not the same as the crown molding. It's got kind of a dental feature, and dental molding kind of has this – um. Well, it looks like little teeth, actually. So this little kind of 
rectangular up and down, up and down that mimics teeth and also has a little bit of crown after the dental detailing. So the thing I like about that, the reason I've pointed that out is because I have two types of crown. Uh, One type of crown that's very simplistic and goes uh, up to the ceiling and continues throughout the room. And one type of crown that looks a little bit different. It doesn't just mimic the crown that's touching the ceiling, um, but it adds a little bit more panache to the cabinets. Now, my crown is stained the same wood tone as the cabinet, so it looks really... um, like one piece. It doesn't look like it was added later. And it's just a very clean look. I am worried that you may find over time, depending on the color of cab, the color that you're painting these cabinets, if you're painting them like a white or a light color, because the crown won't be paint won't be stained the same tone, this deep cherry underneath. I'm worried that over time with sun and other considerations, you may find that the two yellow or change color at different uh, rates. So the crown may not look consistent with the cabinet tone for very long. Now, if you do something that's not white, like a gray or a green, just say, then you're not going to have that problem in the same way. But white does tend to yellow over time, so it's something that was on my mind. Um, And it really depends on the style throughout the space. You know, my home is very uh, antique. It's got a lot of traditional detailing. And so the additional decorative crown on top of the cabinets really feels like it matches the architecture of the space. I'm worried that putting that additional crown in this room, especially if it's quite different stylistically, might read a little bit um, too antique-y for your style, even though you haven't shared your style with me. Uh, But if your style is modern or contemporary, well, it can't be modern if you're doing crown in this house. Okay. Okay. If your style is contemporary, I would not do additional crown on the cabinets. And if your style is transitional or definitely traditional, I would put the crown on top. Look at that, Lisa. You were afraid to write me because I would judge you. And instead you get answers to all your problems. Let me go to my next question. My next question is from Melissa. She's writing from Dubai. Melissa writes, hi, Betsy. I enjoy your shows immensely. For three years, we've lived in a modern design townhouse built in 2013. I cannot pin down my design style. I know the feeling word is calm, as that is how I feel at home, and calm is the first thing everyone says when they visit. Second, as this, oh, sophisticated as the second comment is your house is so grown up and you have teenagers. Okay, so people are always saying it's sophisticated. Got it. Style word is my issue. 10 years ago, everything was pottery barn, but it is just too heavy for me. So the style word is not transitional. I have now replaced and furnished my home from West Elm and Crate and Barrel. But I would not say I'm mid-century modern as I do not like obvious mid-century modern and orange wood. I am not modern farmhouse. I am highly allergic to nature, dust, soil, so that vibe doesn't even conjure relaxing feelings for me in my house. I am not minimal as Scandi or as offbeat as Boho. My house is being painted Benjamin Moore simply white. 
I have warm undertones with brown flooring, off-white accessories, and green pops. My house is filled with faux plants to bring in nature without those allergens, and it's also my green accent. I like clean lines and no carvings and no live edges. Think easy care and no dust hidey holes. I like texture, but it's all washable monthly. My dining room accent wall I change every year to keep my interest. The last rendition was faux marble. I believe my style is modern classic, but that is not a style word. I have attached photos of my open plan dining room and kitchen and my living room, which is overlooked by the dining room. A close-up of my living room rug is to show that it is off-white, not gray as photographed. Thank you, Betsy. I really enjoy listening to your design process and hearing about your clients and especially your honesty about your home, which isn't exactly a show house. That's right. It's not a show house yet, Melissa, but... You know, I am pregnant and I am kind of feeling like it's time to finish this house, especially now that I know that everything is going to need to be kid-friendly and all of this. I have a new perspective and a new deadline for just getting this thing done. Um, So there you go. But let's dig into your questions. Let's figure out your style. So guys, if you are wondering about Melissa's style and you want to kind of have thoughts and feelings based on the imagery, head over to our YouTube channel, Affordable Interior Design on YouTube, and you can see the pictures she's sharing. So this space is really cool. I am seeing the wallpaper. I'm seeing the um, elements for sure. It's very relaxing. It's very calm. I hate to be boring, Melissa, but this is just contemporary. Your space is contemporary. All of these things are things that are of the moment, available now. I agree that this doesn't feel mid-century modern. It could feel a little Scandinavian, but it's just very clean, simple lines, a mixture of everything that's in stores right now. You're not referencing any previous time period. You are contemporary. So I hate to make it just that easy because that seems a little bit um, like a cop-out. But when it fits, it fits. And your style is contemporary. All right, everyone. It's been so good to be back with you. I love digging into your questions. Please keep them coming. And um, I'll be right back with you here next week. Till then, bye. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem. And we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out. Follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about.
A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.